When did you get the idea of a YouTube channel? I go back to like things that have always been there, like YouTube. I wasn't comfortable recording at all, but I was like, for me, it was about forcing myself out of my comfort zone. Today we have a special guest. This guy gets recognized everywhere he goes, globally. He's a genius in social media and he's a Premier League uncut presenter. Ish everything. Thank you for coming on the show. You're welcome. Now, I've known you literally since the moment you were born. I even came back in the car with you on the way back from hospital. No, I'm not his dad. <laughs> yeah, give them some context. I'm our mums are my our mom, our sisters, but I have seen a lot of your journey so far. Pretty much all of it, I'd say, yeah. So tell us, tell us where you started and how you got to where you are today. Okay, but can I just say, yeah, this is the first podcast I've been on. Um, so it's a very interesting space. Where did I start? I don't know, like, be more specific. What do you mean by start? Because I feel like I've had so many starts. From, from the beginning. So like, when, you, when you first were looking for something to do with your life, I feel like 16, 17. I'd I'd say like before that, yeah, 16, 17. I'd say before that, it was always football in it. So like growing up, I loved football. I was a footballer. Sorry, I should be looking at you in it. It's not a YouTube video. It's a podcast. (laughs) Anyways, um, football in it. Like my my life revolved around football. Yours did too, though. Like what team did you support? Liverpool. Who was your favorite player? Gerard. No, he wasn't. Torres. No, it wasn't. Ronaldo. Yes. How does he's a, he's a United fan, by the how, way. That's, that's why he wanted me to skip to that. How does Cristiano Ronaldo become your favorite player if you're a Liverpool fan? Because of his mentality. Hmm. Okay. I'm not saying my players don't have the mentality, but come on, I just looked up to Ronaldo and like the way he's a, he used to speak about himself. I never used to be able to do that in it. So to see someone like proudly speak about themselves, like I am the best, it was like, rah, like I want some of that confidence. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like that's kind of where it started, the Ronaldo thing. Okay, so you were obsessed with football and then? Um, First dramatic event of my life is my knee surgery. So... Not your clavicle? Yeah, but that was like, that's not changing my football, do you know what I mean? Like, I was probably injured for a couple of weeks, couldn't play, but, like, my legs were fine. But with the ACL, that's, like, in my head, I wanted to be a footballer. Did I think I could make it? I believe the miracles, in it? But, you, like... You were good. Like, we did train you well. I was very good. I'm not going to lie. I was very good. But ACL, and it's not... Like, I actually had an ACL surgery. There's a lot of people, I don't know, you're, like, you're on Twitter, but... Don't know what part of Twitter you're on, yeah. But like, there's a thing where girls say, "Ah, oh, like, all guys say that they have um, they play football and then they have a knee surgery, but they're chatting shit." But I actually had a knee surgery. Okay, and then after your ACL, how did you feel knowing that you probably won't become a footballer? I don't know, like, I felt like it helped me find my next step, which was gym. So it went from, like, me just being obsessed with football to, like, not being able to play football. So then I need to go to the gym now to work on myself. And that's when I kind of, like, really started, like, working on myself, like, 
physically, mentally. Because when you're going to the gym, you don't go to the gym thinking your body's going to feel really good after. Like, no, you go to the gym because you know you're going to be in pain after. So he started teaching me about life. Like, you have to put yourself in difficult situations to grow. Okay. I want to take you back to a moment in Hilton Hotel in Canary Wharf. Okay. Do you remember? Of course I do. So we came down with uh, Nathan, one of your old bosses. Yeah. And he spoke to you about goals and ambitions. Mm-hmm. What did you learn from that meeting? Because you, you were very young at that time. Very, very oh, young. 17, 16? 17, I'd say. What did I learn? He, he, he taught you step by step. Okay, what, what do you want? A new car. How much do you need? 15,000. What are you doing to get 15,000? How long will it take you to get 15,000? Is that what he told me? Yeah, yeah, that's what the meeting was about. Yeah, no, I can't remember that. I'll tell you what I remember though from that meeting, yeah. I remember me not knowing much about the opportunity, but still saying yes, because I had no idea what I was really signing myself up to. <clears throat> but I knew that, like, we've skipped the story, some of it, guys, but, like, I didn't go uni in it. So that's the reason we went to Nathan. Because in my head, uni was a no-go for me. That was like a trap. I did not want to sit there in class, learn more, be in debt. Like, I, th those were the things going through my mind. On top of that, being influenced by all the stuff that uni gets influenced by. Like, drugs, girls, all of that. And I'm susceptible to that, which is why I didn't want to go to uni. So then this meeting happened with Nathan. And I remember thinking, like... I don't really have another option. Like it's an opportunity that was provided to me and I need to really like just say yes. And you brought the opportunity to me. So it's like that level of trust was there. Do you know what I mean? Like I didn't, I didn't have to think is this guy a scam or, or whatnot. So, so like, yeah, I just went for it. So when you told your parents you weren't going to uni, yeah. how many slaps did you get? I didn't get slaps, but it, it was, like, very uncomfortable. Even, like, it's still, like, there's still harboring things there. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not now, like, I've grown some followers on TikTok and it's, everything is fine. Do you know what I mean? It's still, it's, it's still a process, but they're a bit more understanding. But, yeah, it, it's, with Asian parents, it's not easy, like, and as you grow older, you understand it's like that because they care about you and they're fearful like because of like their feelings about their perspective on life do you know what I mean I, w I went to uni and if I was to give advice to someone today I would say only go uni if you're gonna have a specific profession doctor lawyer and you're adamant you're gonna become that otherwise you can you got degree based apprenticeships if you're going to go into a certain field where you get experience. Can't lie, you're coming off hella professional on camera right now, though. <laughs> I'll be so real, though. <laughs> Guys, he's not like this at my nan's house on a Saturday, I promise you. <laughs> now I lost my train of thought now. Sorry, I had to, man. Um, I had to put that in there. <laughs> or, but, or there's other people like yourself who've got a goal or an ambition or you want to reach something, even though you're not 100, you weren't 100% sure at that stage, because you went into the state agency, you went into gym, and then you decided that I'm not going at all, but I'm going to educate myself through my own experiences. Yeah. 
Uh, basically, yeah, like I, I completely agree with what you're saying. My, my thing was, I knew that I was destined for greatness. Even now, I don't think I'm great, guys. Like, I'm not saying that, innit? Like, I'm not saying I'm great, but I, I knew that I was destined for something more than <clears throat> other people, let's say. Like, that's the way I, I wanted to, what I wanted to believe, do you know what I mean? Like, I wanted to be that guy. But to be that guy, you have to work really stupidly hard to be that guy. And then you can say you're that guy, do you know what I mean? And I had to go through that. So, like, while people were in uni, partying and chilling and obviously educating themselves and stuff, I was, like, struggling for money, like, going North London, West London, South London, trying to close deals, property deals. You know about those times with Nathan. But I, I remember there was, there was about two or three months where you didn't... And Anything. I think a bit longer, yeah. Maybe longer. Then you set yourself a goal. Yeah. I, it was, Do you remember what the goal was? Yeah. What was it again? Kind what? of the goose. Yeah. No, it wasn't the kind of... It was like 2K before my birthday or something. Before yeah. my 18th birthday. And I wrote it down. I be, Guys, I believe if you write things down, it manifests. Ed, Ed, do you agree with that? Yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah. But there, there was this kind of the goose jacket phase you had where I'll say a lot of people in our family said, bro, you only earn two grand, yeah. $1,500. I still have that jacket, by the way. Yeah, and why are you buying that jacket for? For me, it was like a trophy, innit? Like, for me, I, I still, till this day, right now, I don't even wear it, but I still have it, and I don't want to ever let go of it because it's like a little trophy for me because in my head... I told myself I was going to do something. And for some reason, I don't know how, obviously through hard work and praying, faith, all of that, it happened, didn't it? So I wanted to remember that feeling. That's why I got the jacket. Because it's like, after that, when things weren't looking so great, I, I, I wrote about this in my journal, where like, after I've been broke, and I'd think, why the hell am I broke and I have a 1K jacket? But in my head, what it did was, it reminded me that I'm... Out of nothing, I earned this. Do you know what I mean? Do you get me? It's the whole Range Rover story. Yeah, essentially. Okay, so after the estate agency, what did you do? You, you had the gym or... So, I was, so I was doing the commission only with Nathan. I was, I was working commission only at this guy's um, estate agency. But it was like, there was no office or anything. I'd work from his bedroom, guys. Like, legit, in his bedroom. His literal, his literal bed is in the corner of the room. There's a desk here and another desk there. So he'd work from that desk and I'm working from this desk. And the outside world is like, like, believing, like, where some um, top-end property estate agent. That's the way he branded himself. Obviously, now he's grown a lot but like that was the starting point it's kind of the company yeah and that's where like we was working from so it's just yeah i don't even know the initial point of this uh, what did you do after that after oh yeah so then from that i realized i needed stability because that was commission only so i'd not make any money then make a lot a small amount of time then not make anything for a while again and i was like why am i putting myself through this much pressure of just like, and not having no stability, no guaranteed income. But yeah, I was working for another estate agency, um, nothing as good as high cost estates. Guys, check them out, amazing people, by the way. Trust me, they've taken care of me, um, all the homes I've bought. 
Anyways, I haven't bought any homes, by the way, just in case they actually believe that. Um, what's it called? From Nathan's, I went into... You went into a corporate estate agency. Corporate estate agency, and I hated my life. Like, every single second, I hated it. Like, I went to work. I, like, I lied so much while I was there, like, to make time for myself. So, like, there'd be viewings in... There'd be viewings in, like, near my area, and I'd, like, call in Omar Uwais to say, yo, book in an appointment in the viewings, and then I'd be like, oh, I've got some viewings, I've booked in some people. They'd be like, yeah, you might as well just go home after. So I'd pretend to be doing viewings, but I'd be at home. Like, I'd do that so often. They'd even, they'd, but you're in property. They were like, how come you haven't sold this property? You've gone to so many viewings. That's, I just wanted to skip time. That's how much I hated it there. You, you used to write you used to write journals at that time. You used I to journal. I still I still journal. There was something specific you wrote. What uh, about about what you plan to do in the future? I wrote a lot about that. I write a lot about the future. You though. you wrote about how you want how either this time next year or this time in a few months you're not going to be there and you're going to be doing something else. Yeah, around the times, like, I notice with myself, I write in my journal when I hate my life, it. Like, when things are not going well, that's my way to vent and, like, to predict the future, almost. So it's kind of a bad thing, because, like, when things are going smoothly, I don't write in it as much. But around that time, I just hated every part of just working. In my head, the thing that I used to picture so much, and especially because I came from commission only, so I came from making five, six hundred pounds every deal to then making 50 pounds a deal, but then getting a guaranteed income of like a grand a month, let's say. And in my head, the only thing I can think of is, first of all, I used to earn so much more when I did the commission only. And it's boring. Like, there's nothing driving me right now. I'm guaranteed a grand at the end of the month. I don't care. Like, I don't even have to do these viewings. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not fun. Like... When I was doing the commission only, it felt like a game. Like life felt like a game. It's like, right, cool. I have no money. I need to go to a few viewings. And, do you know what I mean? Like, so, so when did you leave that to go to the leisure center? Literally a couple, uh, f- about a month in. So and and that role at that um, estate agency that we're not gonna name, <laughs> um, that role they didn't even have a role for me. So they created a role because how well I came across in the interview because someone so young to do lettings, commission only, you pick up a lot of skills, do you know what I mean? Like, so they, they didn't even have a role, they filled it. And I went to this interview, that road was filled and they created a whole role at one of the busiest, it's embarking, um, one of the busiest um, streets. streets, yeah. And I left a month in to do, go to the gym because I twanged my way for another interview, because when you do sales, guys, and you know this, you know how to pattern anything. You could chat shit. You can make your, get your way through everything. Do you know what I mean? Like, especially interviews. Easiest yeah. thing. Like, any interview, any job, if you, like, mastered sales, you can do well in most interviews. Do you know what I mean? Because you know what people want to hear from you kind of thing. So, got a job in a gym, and that was, like, one of my favorite periods in my life, just because of the the shift 
So it was like 6 to 2.30 p.m. So that means every morning I was waking up at 5, praying Fajr, leaving my house at like 5.45, just on the nicest walk to work. Do you know what I mean? That early in the morning, listening to Quran, like, that was like my favorite times. Do you know what I mean? And when I get to work in the morning, I used to get cereal, literally at work, cereal. Uh, I have a book or like, I started a few businesses back then that nothing came out of it, like Islamic expression and stuff. But I used to just work while being at work. That's why I loved it, because it felt like I'm getting paid to just work on my dreams. And it's keeping me in routine, do you know what I mean? So what were your dreams at that time? Uh, to be successful, man. Find a way out of the matrix. But what does... I'm still in the matrix, though. I'll be real, guys. Uh, I'm very much in the matrix. <laughs> what, what does success mean? At that time, man... I, so, so for me, um, Islamic expression was a way of me like not caring about success. So like that company came about because I was thinking, bro, brush trying to make it. Let me just try and do something good. And let's see what happens from that. Do you know what I mean? So my thing was like, so I wanted something to happen to me. I wanted money. I wanted to drive nice cars. I wanted to travel. I wanted to be known for good things. And like the most important thing, like out of everything, I just wanted to change people's lives, in it? Like through my kind of like experiences and my short life. I just wanted to like, change people's lives through that. So it started with Islamic expression. When did you get the idea of a YouTube channel? Because your first in video your, was end in, of 2019. My first video was in your bedroom. Yeah. That was, um, that was uh, 2000, and 2000 maybe. It, 2005, something like that. Like, I was very, very young and I filmed a YouTube video in your bedroom. And that's like my, my very first memory of YouTube is in your bedroom. Like, you know, who was it? The Bloody Mary? Bloody Mary. Yeah, so that was, that, was in, that was in his bedroom. And so it's like, I, if you look back, it's like, and you ask me like, when was, did your idea come about with YouTube? Things have like always been there. Do you know what I mean? Oh no, your, hand, your eyes messed up. Okay, cool. So yeah, when you're asking me like, when did the idea come about with YouTube? I feel like the alchemist, like in my life, I realize, go, I, I go back to like things that have always been there. Like YouTube, I made a video in your bedroom when I was a kid and now I'm doing it now. And there's so many different other occasions where like things have kind of come full circle and like people that I met when I was young, now I'm working with them and they're heavily involved in my life somehow like, do you know what I mean? Like, who, who was the first person you told about the idea of YouTube? Oh, that's a... Was it you? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. I, probably someone I was chatting to at the time. I don't know. If, <laughs> oh, what did your parents say? I have no idea. Uh, I've always done new things, though, man. Like, so my parents are not... Like, at this point... They kind of like used to me coming to them with an idea or me just going off and doing an idea of mine on my own thing because I started a few businesses back then. Again, like nothing came from those businesses. I didn't make a penny from none of them. Actually, no, one of them I did quite make a decent amount of money, but um, 
like even when I was a kid, I was changing houses, Blackberry houses. Remember, like changing the colors of Blackberries and stuff. And my parents knew I was doing all of that. So, so they're not like, they're not, they're kind of used to me coming up with something new and just like executing it. So, but when when you said okay, I want to do a YouTube channel, and I want to showcase my life on YouTube. No, but it wasn't it wasn't like that. Okay, let me explain this. Uh, I'm glad we're doing a podcast about this. Like, I speak to a lot of people, yeah, and it, like a lot of people, especially people that come up to me and watch me, yeah, and a lot of them, like, want to kind of, like, take this path. Now, now, if you go to some countries, YouTuber is, like, the highest one, like, they want to be a YouTuber. Yeah, like, football and, footballer and YouTuber now. But, like, they don't know how to start in it. And I didn't either at one point. And what I did was I found something I was passionate about. So it's like, like, I saw, before I started YouTube, a lot of my friends or ex-friends, people that I used to be friends with and stuff, they've wanted to start YouTube and have started YouTube and, and creating content. But it's been videos like, oh, 10 facts about me, etc., etc. And I've always looked at that and thought, like, you're not doing anything for the world. Do you know what I mean? Like, to, to, to affect people, you need to aff- affect humans. Do you know what I mean? Like, to, to grow something, you need to affect human beings. And for me, I, the, the thing I was passionate about at that time was religion. Like, at that point, I was like, nothing else was working for me in life. And I found Dean. I was like, this is the truth. And I clocked that this is the truth after looking at so many different things. You spoke to Suho in America. Was it Sohel? Maybe. I you spoke know. to Sohel and Sohel was like, you need to pray. When? This was just before you went and did your first video. I need to pray. He goes, are you praying? You said no. Then he goes, how do you expect anything good to come in your life? Probably. Yeah, I mean, that's the same reoccurring theme like with everyone, like, do you know what I mean? But, but probably. Um, yeah, so that's, that's how YouTube happened. It came because I was like so like passionate. It came. What's the best way to explain this? After like going through the phase of really looking into religion, not just Islam, and me, like for my my truth was like I found the truth in it, and it's like it got to a point where it's like I found the truth, so it's like I felt like I could be outspoken about it. Before, I wasn't really outspoken. Like, before that, obviously, going to the gym, that gave me confidence. Most men don't really talk. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're not really outspoken. They're very to themselves. I was like that. I went to the gym. That gave me some confidence. Then Islam was, like, the next layer of confidence for me because it's like, I have a barrier of truth around me. So I didn't mind being outspoken about that. So when I went to Umrah, the things I was vlogging about, I knew, like, I have friends that are different religions and stuff. They're all going to look at me. It's, it's weird, isn't it? Like, remember, like, Islam is, it's, um, what's the word? Uh, what did the Prophet say? Like, it's uh, strange. It's like, religion is strange. Like, it's, uh, you should know this, but you're the one with the beard, bruv. Scarlet. is a way of life. No, like, like, it's, um, Allah works in mysterious ways. No, the comments know what I'm talking about. This is why it's annoying. Like, like, it's, the, the religion is, is, is like different for people, like it's strange. The comments really, I, I know they're annoyed with him. I know the comments are annoyed with him for not picking up on what I'm saying. I don't saying. look at your comments. 
Your comments of this video, bro. I'm talking about this video. They're gonna have comments underneath. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm communicating, guys. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. By the way, make sure support the channel. There's gonna be constant uploads. Trust me. Like the 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 gems you're gonna pick up from this channel are gonna be unmatched. So make sure you like, comment, subscribe right now, right now. So you went. Oh you didn't even thank me for the promo, bro. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> 2019, you went to Umrah in December. Yeah. After, like, I felt like I found the truth. I didn't mind being outspoken about it. So when I did the Umrah thing, it, ca it came about in such a weird way, like, for me to go. I'm the only one that was, like, at the time praying around me, like, and it's like, I wanted my family to go. That didn't happen. And then I ended up going with these random human beings. And in my head, I was thinking, I'm going to, like, where I know is the truth. This is like, I'm telling you, my mindset at the time and it, like my perspective. I have to share this with other people. That was like my genuine thinking at the time. I had a friend who was a Christian and he wanted me to vlog it. I wanted to vlog it too, but he kind of like gave me the excuse in the video to make a um, video. Does that make sense? Yeah. He pushed you. Yeah, for the video. Like I told the video... Guys, my friend, he's interested in Islam, so he wants me to vlog it as like an excuse to the audience as to why I'm recording it. But in re really and truly, I wanted to record it and share it with people, but I didn't have like the confidence to do that. Does that make sense? Yeah. So when you uploaded that video, yeah. what was your feeling? Uh, as you were uploading, what did question. you... I remember, I just remember feeling like really excited, just like, oh, right, this is something new. I remember I had people like waiting on like, because I, I did YouTube premiere at the time. So people were like in the chat waiting for the video before and everyone's like typing because the way it worked was I uploaded a trailer that did well. That's why everyone was kind of waiting. We need a trailer. Yeah. 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 You need a trailer. That's why everyone was kind of waiting for the YouTube video. And they were just in the chat. And I just felt like excited. I was thinking, this is something new. But I've done so many new things at that point. I did all the businesses. I flipping sat with Nathan and done his whole thing and the gym thing. So this was, it just felt like something new. But I was used to new kind of thing at that point. Did you feel like that video was successful? A hundred percent. Did you expect it to be successful? Uh, I had no expectations. Okay, out of 100%, how successful did you expect it to be? Out of 100%, how, success, how successful did I think... Did what? Your first video to be. How successful did I think it was going to yeah. be? Because you said it was 100% a success. I, it was definitely 100% a success. Which I agree. Yeah, just because of what it's done for me in general. Not just the video, but that first Umrah itself, like like the du'as and everything, just answered everything. That whole thing like was perfect, didn't it? This podcast is supported by High Castle Estates. We are an award-winning estate agency based in London, focusing on property management, sales and investment. So if you just want to have a chat about property or your property, it will provide maximum value to you. I genuinely don't know. I, don't, I just don't think I had any expectations. I can't lie. I, f I was just holding a camera. I didn't even know how to hold the camera. Like, if you want to 
take clips from like parts of that video, you could tell like I was really nervous. Like I was holding the camera down here. Like I wasn't comfortable recording at all, but I was like, for me, it was about forcing myself out of my comfort zone. Like I remember speaking to people that have been on camera before and just asking them uh, like, were you self-conscious when you first started and so on? Because I was worried about my skin and like so many different things. I was just like, I remember like not liking my voice. And for me, it was just like, I need to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. If I want to thrive, all of this has to be normal to me. There's, it, it can't make me feel anxiety, do you know what I mean? So I just had to just do it. So then, well, after you released your first video, did you feel like, okay, this is what I want to do full time? Uh, yeah, 100%. I mean, it was before I even released the video, if you asked me, would I want to be like a full time content creator, I would say 100%. But you quit your job when? Your, After, your no, job so, no, so I still had a job, then I went back to work, then COVID happened, and then they made me redundant. From so that was about two, three months after? Yeah, not long after. And then after that, you, d you decided not to, not to even look for another job? Yeah, it was like, for me, like, I like being in positions where my back's against the wall, innit, where it's like, I'm really uncomfortable. But, brother! Brother, look, look, point the camera at him. This is what happens Brother, when you record in Stratford. Hello, hello, hello. Where were we? I don't know, fam. Yeah, keep that in there, though. <laughs> that is hilarious, fam. Um, something about part-time job. Oh, you did. Okay, you didn't look for a job. I didn't look for a job. So I remember like speaking to my friends after that, and I was just like, you know, like I got made redundant, and I felt like personally violated in that situation because it's like I remember like you weren't getting paid. Yeah, I wasn't, there was times I wasn't getting paid and they promised me certain things. And I remember like loving the job. Do you know what I mean? Like I told you, that was my favorite job. I proper loved the job. So like for me to have these inconveniences, I didn't like it, especially like on a personal level because they personally promised me things, innit? And then when I got made redundant, I just realized that, raw, like, you know, like you can really love something, but they might not love you though. Do you know what I mean? And, and from then... That's when I was like, nah, I have a little following here. I'm going to just do this 100%. Didn't obviously happen because I, I still need money. So I remember doing the COVID thing, um, like where you call people and do the whole COVID. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the NHS. Thing. Are you here? I mean, did you test and trace? That's yeah. it. I remember doing that and that gave me a decent amount of money. And I was literally at home just calling people. I got sacked from that. You know Wait, why? Why you got sacked? Bro, guys, guys, let me tell you why I got sacked from this year. Imagine, yeah, I'm so bored at this flipping job. I'm so bored at this job, yeah. I start to do phone calls, like the test and trace phone calls. It's like a script that you're reading, yeah, in different flipping voices, like accents. So I'm like doing it in Liverpool. Yeah, hey, you're right there, mate. And then all, all of that, yeah, just different accents, just to entertain my time, innit? So imagine like a like a few days later, I'm getting a phone call saying, ah. Oh, there's different people like using your phone and stuff. And I was like, what are you talking about? And it didn't, like, it, like literally, I was thinking, these are just chatting shit. They, don't, they want me gone, all of that. It didn't click in my head, it was the accents. Then I was speaking to a friend of mine, and then I think I was speaking to Away Society, and he was like, wait, like, wasn't it the accents? That's probably why they said there's different people. And I was like, no way, that is probably why I got sacked, because of the accents. But yeah, that's why I got sacked. Funny story for you lot. Uh, after that, what was your next job? No next job still. Okay, so this is the point I was trying to bring up all this time. You got content creators like 
Ali Abdel, he was a doctor and for three years he continued working as a doctor and he was content creating on the side. I think Chunks was at Cineworld, Nico was somewhere as well. Mm -hmm. But they quit their full-time jobs once they got to like 7,000, 10,000. Lana Blakely, I think when she got to 7,000, that's when she quit her job. Mm -hmm. why, did, why didn't you get a... Why didn't you do YouTube part-time and then get a full-time job? I quit probably around the same level, right? 7,000, 10,000 followers. No, less than that. Less probably. It was about two or 3,000, if that. Nah. Because you didn't get 10,000 until end of your first year. Maybe. I don't, I don't know, man. You probably know more than me about this, but... But... Um, why did I like not what, want to yeah, work? Why, why didn't you get my, my, Okay, oh, let me tell you actually why. Because I used to tell you, get a job. Your mum used to tell no, you. No, no, no. I'll tell you, you why. I'll tell you why. Something happened. A miracle. So like in life, guys, and you know this to be true as well. If you have faith, genuine faith in Allah that doors will open up. Like I'm saying 100% faith I'm not saying that 50-50 stuff Or 99.9 I'm saying like Something's gonna happen Like this is where I'm meant to be in life Yeah Doors will open up I found that all my life in it. And what happened was Yeah I remember Reaching out to different agencies So my method in Trying to not get a job was Let me get an agency with someone Because I built a tiny following on TikTok At that point Like I was on like 100k or something 100 and something k maybe Like maybe less than 100 I don't know Something around there right? And I was like, let me reach out to agencies that sign talent and then I can get brand deals and then I don't have to work no more. And I remember like even getting mocked at thinking that that is a reality, like by family members, etc. Like literally like they think that was like, like dreamland. Do you know what I mean? Like cuckoo world for me to like think like that. So that was my method. I reached out to this agency called... It's so bad that I forgot the name. Really bad. Um, guys, as you can tell, I'm really bad with my memory. Uh, but yeah, doesn't matter. And they basically said they're interested. And obviously, I got gassed. And then they like, they like booked in a meeting with me. And then like just before the meeting, they kind of like cancelled, saying they've signed everyone. They're not interested anymore. So I sent an email back, basically like violating, saying, "Why are you wasting my time? Why are you saying booking me a meeting?" Da -da -da. Just because I was annoyed, didn't it? And then someone called me. And then this person that called me, was his name's Karim. Karim. And the company is Digital Streamers, by the way. Amazing guy, like proper miracle moment. So this guy called me and he was like, yo, bro. And I was like, yo, who's this? And he was like, I've been watching your content and you're sitting on a gold mine. So I was like, right, like, who is this kind of thing? And he was like, my name's, my name's Karim or Karim. Um, I, I, like I work for digital streamers and yeah like I just wanted to get in contact with you let you know like we're watching you to the third so I, so I, I was very cold on that phone call because I, I was thinking okay so what does this mean are you interested are you not and he was like we don't want to sign you I just wanted to let you know because like you was obviously like angry and I wanted to call you personally to let you know like you're doing really well so I was like in my head I was so angry I was thinking it's, like, it's no use to me do you know what I mean then he like, offered me basically a role where I'm getting paid for nothing and I could just work on my content. And to me, I was like... You thought it was a scam? I thought it was a scam. I called you. I was like, yo, bro, is this real? Da -da -da. And you're like, nah, nah, that's all legit. Like, it's all... 
by the books, da, da, da. he just blessing it and not letting you work, basically. And he wants you to work on your own thing. And I, I have a catch up with Karim, like every now and again, I'll call him. And we caught up recently, like amazing guy. And it's like, for me, he saw something there. He told me like, I see something there. You're Muslim, you're positive. Like you don't get involved in nonsense. There's a market for what you're doing that not many people kind of get into, do you know what I mean? Uh, you, more importantly, like you're a normal guy, you're man them, do you know what I mean? And he like kind of gave me that self-belief, like this is possible for me, like there's someone out here trusting me for me to kind of do my I think it was thing. at that point you said you were ready to blow. Yeah, like I used to, that's all I used to talk about, like I need to blow, like I need to blow, I need to find the way. And if you watch my old YouTube videos, guys, like just go back, you'll see me talking about that. I don't think I've blown because I haven't blown on YouTube. That's where I started. I don't see myself as successful. So it's even like good to be on this podcast knowing that there's people on this podcast sitting with digits in their bank accounts, bro. You know what I mean? The people that sit, not this chair, but the other one. Probably going to be on this one from now on, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the people that sit on this sofa, they, ha- they have peas, bro. That's what I'm saying. Listen to the, the gems in this podcast, guys. I remember you used to be obsessed with your YouTube editing or your YouTube videos at the beginning, even Saturday night when we were chilling, you'd have your laptop, you would say, Look, I'm working, we'd munch, you'd be working on your laptop, everyone's around. What was that obsession? What created that obsession? Um, you, uh, like, you're, you're actually not the first person to remind me of that. I'm a lot different now, like, I feel like I'm very present. I try to be like, I don't want to mix work and meeting and interactions and so on, but before I didn't care. Like my thing was like no one's helping me around me. I was very much around in this mindset of like no one's kind of like doing things for me. I have to do it myself. So if that means like I have to do it wherever I go, like I would just make sure I get things done. Like I have to do something to build momentum. It's not going to build itself. Um, so that was the reason why I was like that. Which video would you say or which piece of content would you say was your breakthrough moment the umrah blog the first one so i feel like was there any after that you say like i feel like it's so one there's like so many videos that have like done well for me like especially on tiktok but youtube as well there's been like a few videos that have done well i've just not been consistent with youtube and the my audience that like watch me and the supporters that watch me on youtube they know that i used to get messaged all the time bro like you deserve more followers and in my head, that was like a lie because it's like everyone has what they, they deserve, do you know what I mean? So it's like I don't deserve any more than I have because I'm not putting in the work to be having 100,000 subs. But on TikTok, I am, which is why I do have a bit following on TikTok. Do you get it? So like I don't see myself as... For me, I want YouTube. That's next year's goal. Like, yeah, we're coming to next year's goals. Yeah, yeah. But you, you are doing a lot of lifestyle videos, content, As and in, then you transition to sports. I, I do, ish everything, bro. I do everything. Whatever it takes to make it, get my face out there, I'll do everything. Obviously, man's not no bad B. I'm not shaking my bunda on TikTok or anything. I'm not doing none of that. Yeah. But, like, within my values and morals, I would do anything. Like, I've, I've been a grafter, do you know what I mean? So in my thing, like, the content I create, I try to create 
authentic content like that's true to me like things that are interesting to me do you know what I mean how did you transition from represent for example to Copa Copa Nike uh, Premier League so like I've worked with a lot of big brands this year like alhamdulillah a lot like there's a long list on my invoice names yeah of brands yeah and for me like what I've learned with working with these brands especially like like the people around me tell me this all the time and you can come to that too like with the people around me being so influential in my decisions it's not just me making this these decisions it's like team effort do you know what I mean I've never settled for shit like I've not worked with dead clothing brands I think whenever you come to me for advice I would always say one thing just try it yeah all the time like all you know like guys 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 this is why this podcast will change your lives when you subscribe make sure you subscribe I've come to Z with crazy ideas some good some bad this guy the only thing he says just try it just try it just try it why not like he he, he makes difficult things sound easy in a sentence and genuinely sometimes it's just made me try it literally what's one example I don't know help me I can't remember there was something you said recent, oh, not recently maybe a few months ago and I said just try it for a few months I can't remember what it was I can't remember either I can't remember but there's there's a few like it's not just one there's a there's there's a lot but I can't yeah, sorry man there's gonna be a lot more gems like if you want a part two like this video right now how does it f- how did you feel when the Premier League came calling because since you were younger even back to the even beginning that, of this video or last video whichever one it is um, you were talking about football you used to watch Steven Gerrard Philip Coutinho Cristiano Ronaldo they were your OGs yeah Alex Ferguson obviously um, it's, um, Messi then you got a call for Premier League so it, it, it's so weird man like, like the easy answer for me to give you yeah is like, oh yeah, that's, it's mad, like, I'm working with the Prem, it's amazing, which it is, don't get me wrong, like, all of those things are true, yeah, but you need to understand, like, it's, ne- it's never what I wanted to do, do you know what I mean? So, the Premier League, and represent, shout out represent, best clothing line in the world, best brand in the world, um, all the other brands that I work with and I have really good relationships with, they're all side missions. So, like, that was never what I started my journey for. Like, when I made that Umrah vlog, I dropped it on the platform called YouTube. I watched YouTube growing up. I wanted to, like, grow on that platform. So, it's like, because I still haven't done that fully to the way I want it to be, I will do it next year, 100%. Like, all these other things, they make me feel good, but it's like... I, I'm not ecstatic, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, like, over the moon because there's something that I started that's still not where I want it to be, do you know what I mean? But it must feel good to be one of the few British Asians in football media. A hundred percent. Like, a lot of my audience, a lot, is, like, Asian, especially boys, isn't it? Like, they they watch me and they kind of, like, a lot of them look up to me. I'm not saying like I'm a Roma doing it, but that's how social media is. Like they see people with things that they want that they don't have and think, 
how did that person get it and whatnot. Which is a good thing. That's how I got what I got. Do you know what I mean? Like I looked at people that had things that I didn't have and I thought, how did this guy, what solution did he find? You know what I mean? What was your question? How does it feel to be one of the few British uh, if, if it, I, I, It feels good, but I just feel like there's a lot more to do, man. Like, I don't feel... Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like where I am right now, I want to redo this in a year and then we're going to be having a mad different conversation about how I am when I actually have a real platform, like, real influence. What I have right now is very much like I just started in it. So like, like it's like it's like my first few steps. Okay, let's let's talk about the difficult sides or the struggles you go through. Out of on a broad subject, out of your whole journey so far, what was your most difficult moment? Ooh. <sighs> what was my most difficult moment? That's a great question. I've had so many, but like with me, bro, I'm I'm a victim too. Like when things are not going good, like 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 you victimize it, innit? As as human beings, we want to like like endure that pain, so we become victims of it. We don't like man up and we're like, alright, cool, we have to deal with it. So like I'd say a lot of difficult moments. I made it more difficult with my reaction. If you could pinpoint a single oh, moment. I don't know, man. You help me, but your family, like, you're moving like you're a stranger, man. Just, just help me. I don't know. There's a lot, but, like, I don't know one. Give me one, and then I can... I think when... I think one of the very difficult moments is when you weren't making a single penny, when you were commission only. That You turned that around. That, see, that, that was, like, very difficult, but... Where I was and how old I was, it was like... Actually, no, that was like really difficult, I can't lie, but... Because you used to cry at that time. Yeah. You were still a kid, but... Yeah, I did still. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're actually bringing that memory. You still have to be real. I used to like go to work. I remember on the DLR, like in this flipping shit suit, tight as hell, bruv just like crying on the train, just cause I'm like not making no money. Like, and I'm thinking guys are going to work and they're even chilling at work. They're like, they're on their phones having a chat with basically what I was doing at the gym. They're doing that at work while I'm flipping, spending my own money on travel and I'm not even getting paid. I'm like going to all these places, trying to make a deal and I'm, it's not happening, so yeah. You, and I was very emotional. I feel like I'm still emotional, but before I was no, like... Mm-hmm. You've matured a lot. Yeah. Because you were, you were really emotional before. You were getting yeah, angry bef- quickly. But now I think you've matured. Before I was very, very, very emotional. Like, everything was deep to me. There's people walking, giving side eyes. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> um, how, how did you overcome, or what sh- if someone's going through a difficult moment now, how, what advice would you give them to overcome it? Um, two advices is, number one, um, difficult moments are like needed. Like, like you, in your journey, difficult moments are like the moments you truly appreciate because they make you, they really do, like, like, 
they strip you away of things that you think you need and you want and it like brings out character in you and you learn skills in those moments that are required for your journey so like if you're going for a difficult moment i'd say like stop thinking in your head like there's a bigger picture at play do you know what i mean like if you think about it like how small are our problems really like in the magnitude of the universe like the world is so big our problems are like this small when you start thinking What's your, what's your second bit of advice? Uh, what was my first? Like, Don't overthink. The second is, f- with difficult moments, use that like, as the perfect opportunity to like, flee to Allah. Like, like. There's a third bit of advice you have as well, and you mentioned it earlier. Don't victimise yourself. Write stuff down, start journaling. For if oh yeah yeah so like that helps me that, that that should be like a daily habit for people to do, it's something that I'm trying to work on, actively as well. Like again, it's it's cycles. Like sometimes you'll go through it, sometimes you won't. It's fine, but writing things down directly impacts your life every single time. Correct? Yeah, hundred percent. You do you get hate comments? Yeah, obviously. How do you deal with it? I can care less, brother. Okay, the first time you got it, how did you feel? Because you were emotional at that time as well. Yeah, I was. So, like, when I came back from Umrah, I dropped the Umrah vlog. I dropped the Medina vlog. So, that was, like, part two. And then I came back and I did, like... Like, people still wanted more content. I had, like, 2,000 subscribers at the time from a couple of videos. And I was thinking... This is the first time in my life I actually got a bit of traction in, do you know what I mean, in something. I've, I've started this business, nothing. I've started that business, nothing. I've started this and, like, there's something here now, do you know what I mean? Carried on, made a third video. I did, like, a wing challenge, like, spicy wing challenge. And I, it was just me being me, having spicy wings with my friend. Um, and um, people started, like, writing some comments. Some people, do you know what I mean? It's, and it was at, like about Islam. So it was like Islamic hate comments. And at that time, it triggered me a lot. Because it was like, there's people watching me. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, um, yeah, it triggered me a lot still. Because I was just thinking, um, like, you don't even know, like, who, who I really am. And you're out here, like, commenting on my relationship with God. And that, like, I took personal. Because it was like, like, I, I... What kind of things would they say? Bro, just was it like? Oh, you listen to music, but you're yeah, like all that. Just bro, you know, guys, you know, bro, like the Haram police, just being Haram police, just that typical stuff. But because like I took, I'm not even like past tense, but like I took religion so seriously outwardly. So like, so like now I'm used to it. I couldn't care less now. But before it was just like, bro, like you, how can you say that about me and my my relationship with God? Like how like. I cared about it before, do you know what I mean? And it took me again, like, a little process to understand, bro. It's like, they can't judge me and God. Like, only Allah can judge me, do you know what I mean? And I'm like, I don't even do anything bad, bro. You're moving like I'm some... Bro, like, I flipping drink and I'm smoking, bro. Like, I'm not that guy. Like, guys are still flipping, moving like I go clubbing and shit. But then you had a lot of doubters as well. Oh uh, yeah, so many. I love it all. Bring it on, though. Now I love it. Before it was just like I was emotional about it. Before again, like w- the gym helped me like overcome confidence. that. Yeah, build the confidence. But and now, like when the confidence is built, it's like 
you know, it's like footballers, like, people that are competitive, like, doubting gives them energy. Like, you doubt someone, now it's like, I actually have to prove you wrong now, do you know what I mean? But before, it was never like that. So when you first was getting doubted for your YouTube videos, they were close family, close friends, how would you feel? Or how did you feel? You know, you know how so many people, bro, messaged me, DM me, and you know this because, like, Ahmed put it in a group chat. Like, I'm saying, so many people, like, people watching that first YouTube video, it's in the comments now, have reverted, like, changed their religion to Islam, alhamdulillah, because of that video. People started praying, and I still get messages now, wallah, now, yeah, that, like, you changed my perspective on prayer and stuff. And to me, it was like, I didn't care about the people that doubted me and like thought I was making like, like just, I don't know, like people that are watching my shit that were just thinking a type of way of me. I just didn't care because it's like I'm seeing the effect on real humans in real time. Like I'm seeing messages and DMs about people literally saying they woke up and prayed to Hajjud because of my video. Like, uh, and I'm thinking, raw, like I have this much good influence I don't care about these doubters. Like, and then again, like, that's what kind of stopped me from caring, realising that people were actually like, enjoying my stuff. And but do you still care life. about what people think? No, of course not, bro. Come on. You know, like, you go through a process of like, eradicating that. And then there's a point where you genuinely can't care. Do you know what I mean? And everyone kind of reaches that point. The sooner the better. Because like, when you care about things, you're not doing things authentically. Like, you, you, you're like, every human is very special, do you know what I mean? They have, they have certain skill sets, certain traits, and they have to be able to, like, portray these traits to the world and share them with the world authentically. And they can't do that if, you know... If you doubt yourself or you worry about others. You can't do that if people care about you. You're, uh, otherwise, uh, if, I, if I sit like this, that person's going to tell me, move. Like, no, you just... Do you, make, make sure you're happy. Yeah, because everyone's going to complain. I think I come from a... We came from different communities, essentially. We yeah. had a lot of... I had a lot of, like, Asians in my community, and there was a lot of... Uh, You're going to get some ASMR, guys. <laughs> um, th there's a lot of people who would comment on literally every small thing you do. Like you said, whether you sit straight, whether you stand up, whether you drive a nice car, people comment. If you drive, if you drive a nice car, you're a drug dealer. If you drive a rubbish car, you're not successful. There's no middle. Yeah, yours is your 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 thing's a bit different to mine. Still, like your you came from a different community, but it's still similar in some aspects. Yeah. The online community is still similar in the sense that it will judge, and I think people judge you everywhere you go. Did your friends judge you? What kind of things did they say or do? So, like, I had one occasion, yeah where I remember one guy in our group chat and um, I had a man in group chat from school and there was one guy from the group chat and he was just throwing a bit of shade about this YouTube thing like we was good friends when we were kids and uh, now we didn't really speak, drifted off still have the man in group chat, you know, all the man from school and it was, it was just throwing small, small shades then the shade like was with chest, didn't it? then he started throwing shade with chest blatantly hating in it and at this point it's not like before like when i'm a kid and if someone's saying something i'm not just keeping my mouth shut yeah at this point my friend 
I've gone to the gym now, you know, I've gone to Umrah. I've got like this confidence of like building a body, changing my physique from skinny to fit. Um, praying consistently like, I ain't gonna take shit from no one, you know what I mean? So I kind of just like called him out on it and he didn't expect it because it's like, Ish don't speak back. So that was like the change where like I started to develop the confidence and like, I'm gonna do this. Do you feel you've lost friends now that you've, you're well known? Uh, not not lost friends, but like I like I've definitely established like different tiers in the circles. So like, there's can like you a, tell a fake friend straight away? No, I'm not good at that. But I have people around me that are really good at that. So like that that's what I'm saying. Like I have s- circles of so like I have like you know like mum, dad, brother. Then there's then there's an outer circle with people in there and then there's a one more of the outer circle of people in there and these are all people I trust and love but they're just like tears do you know what I mean so like that first circle they're gonna know everything in my life and that second circle they're gonna know a bit more a bit less I mean do you know what I mean like and there's people that's what I'm saying like every decision I make and stuff not every obviously but like important decisions I have like people that go through that decision so I can't have no Kanye moments and say some dumb shit or do some dumb shit or have a wild idea and do some dumb shit because there's people around me that are like, like keeping me in check. In check, yeah. Do you feel like you're successful? Nah. Uh, yeah, kind of, but nah, at the same time, like, yes. And I feel like, okay, the best way that I feel is I've had a very sweet taste of success this year like a very like you know you know that like when you have that sweet and the taste stays in your mouth for a long time and now you just want more like that's that's do, where do you feel you're successful where your journey is right now but you still have a lot more to give yeah, yes I know but the whole YouTube situation I do not like in it like it's something that I haven't done to my expectations and that I can't say that I feel completely successful because that's what I wanted in the first place do you know what I mean so everything that I have done well on i.e. building a platform on TikTok and working with all these amazing brands and becoming commercial they're all like side missions that I'm like very happy about but what I wanted is still work to do on it do you know what I mean so what are your plans next year for YouTube? I can't reveal all of that, but like my my main plan is like, the plan for me really is, I want people to see my face on that platform nearly every single day for next year. That That's my plan. So like the way it was on TikTok, like I meet people all the time and they come up to me, bro, bro, Ish, I see your face on my FYP all the time and stuff. That's nice, like, thank you, because I obviously posted that video, but it's not YouTube, innit? And that's what, like, bugs me. Like, I want people to say, oh, bro, your YouTube video was sick. It's you're killing it. Like, that is what I started with. Do you know what I mean? How many subs do you think you'll have by the end of 2023 on YouTube? If you were to post every single day. Uh, bro, next year. How many subs? Okay, cool, let's do this. I'm on You've what, got 20... 25,400 at the moment. I'm on 25,400 subs. 
barely posting by the way barely posting and i say that like proudly because it's like i've done pretty well and i've not been consistent um next year by the end of next year i'd say i should be touching 100 to 150,000 maybe 200k next year let's say 200k i feel like i'm going umrah bro with my family bro the blessings i'm about to have next year is peak it's so peak okay going touching on family yeah so i spoke to a few members of our family Oh, is this the Easter egg moment here? Um, I spoke to a few members of our family. Go on, um, go on. Beforehand. All right. And I said, uh, send either a message or a question for Ish. Go some on. of them said anonymous. Some of them said to give their names. I know he's gone to the cousin's group chat. Um, I know. One of the aunties, she said, she's really proud of you with all your success in work and personal life. I love the gentleman you have become and may Allah bless you with all the success in this world and be the coolness of your parents' eyes. I mean, let me guess you said that one. Wait, hang on, hang on. There's still more. Can I guess each one of them though? Yeah. After you say it, okay, so that one was definitely your mum. Yeah. <laughs> um, I knew it. Someone, okay, if you want to guess them, then someone said, I'm proud of what you have achieved and who you've become and your wonderful son. Obviously, you know who that is. Wonderful son? My mum? Yeah, mum and dad. They were both on the phone as I was speaking to them. Oh, that makes me cringe. Carry on. <laughs> um, one, of them, uh, one of them said, keep it up because you're an inspiration, but you need to put in some effort to get better at FIFA. Ooh, FIFA. He said, keep it anonymous. Keep it, that one's a waste. No. Oh, Ibi. Uh, no. Yeah. Another one said, uh, you have come a very long way. I'm very proud of you. Keep going. Umar. No. Who? Okay. Um, hold on, let me get my phone out for some of them. Yeah, I don't know what it is yet. I don't know if it's a bogey or what in my nose, guys, yeah, but there's something that's, that's causing some tingling sensation. One of them said, Ish, I'm really proud of everything you have accomplished so far and look forward to seeing what is next for you. Omar? No. Oasis? No. Uh, Ibi? Travel planner. Oh, look, man. yeah, yeah, go on. Travel Planner, shout out Travel Planner. We're doing all the plugs today. Uh, Omar has not replied. Uh, so he just said, I just saw this about 20 minutes ago. Um, how does that make you feel? It's nice, man. It's nice that... Because everyone has been or seen you through this journey. It's weird because it's like... You kind of become accustomed to hearing stuff like that once you grow, especially on social media, like in the field where people are just texting positive stuff. So it's like it's really bad. And I reflect a lot. So like I tend to appreciate <coughs> things like a lot. I, I do. I actually try to. I, I'm like my goals for the end of this year was to like just be a lot more present in it. So it. It is very, very nice to hear, like, especially family say that about you, 100%. Are you going to cry? No, definitely not. I thought you'd make me cry today. I'm not lying. Like, I feel like I, I cry yeah, you've pretty You've matured often. a lot. I feel like I cry pretty often. Even now, you know, I feel like sometimes I think about my journey, especially when I'm praying and then I'll just be a little tear come out my eye and I'm just thinking, wow, how the hell did this happen? There's three questions. Go on. Okay, so Ibi said he's really proud of your determination when you hold L's. Yeah. 
How do you deal with the L's? I love L's, bro. L's means there's there's no such thing as an L. That's why I love it. Like this. Well, what when you walked out the house when Gareth Bale scored that overhead kick? I'll have a diva moment, you know. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so how do you deal with the L's? Like, there's no such thing as an L, like, ever. Like, if you consider an L loss that happens to your life, then you took the loss. But let's just say loss didn't exist to you and learning did. Let's just say the word loss wasn't even a word in your vocabulary and replace it with learning, then there's no L's, simple. Every experience that you go through that's a bit difficult, that's not what you want, you're learning something that you need. God is giving you, putting you in a situation that you need to be there, like this, that was written for you at that moment in time. So you need to like have the, the presence to understand the skills that I need to develop to get out of this. And those skills are going to make you successful, right? Uh, another question. If you were to go back in time, what would you do differently? So this is all from the family. That, that's all what? Oh, the first question was Ibi, this one's... Anonymous. Okay. What would I do differently if I was to go back in time? I like, I don't like to, like... like I'm, all, I'm someone that's always, like, believed in. I don't regret anything, can I? So there's nothing, like, I would specifically go back into time to change. Because I feel like everything was detrimental to where I am today. And where I am today is essentially where I've always wanted to be. And what okay, so if you flip that, what advice would you give to someone who started out? Who's starting now? Who's starting now, yeah. If you don't try, you never know. Just keep trying everything. If you can't pray, keep trying. If you can't... If, if, if there's a video you want to blow and you think YouTube or you know, being available on a platform is your way to make money and you know make your parents proud and whatnot, just create some success then just keep trying. If there's something else, then just try. What would you say to someone who wants to start something but is struggling? For example, I've been talking about this podcast for, what, two years? Yes. Maybe since COVID. It's been a while. Probably you and Ibi I'll probably speak to most about because you're in the content creation game. Mm. And it was actually when I come to your house when I was talking to you and I said, I found the name for the podcast and I set up, I yeah, set up yeah, the yeah. accounts at your house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I remember still. Where was the barbecue that day? No, we ate lasagna. <laughs> Trust him to remember what we bloody ate, bruv. <laughs> um, so, and we had uh, some banging dessert. I can't remember, your mum made it. Not as good as my one on the weekend, but... No, that wasn't as banging still. I'm not going to lie, that dessert... Guys, he is a baker's. I can't lie. But at that time, when I came to you with the name, you're like, you know what, that's the name. That's sort the account out now. Do you oh, remember? Did I say that? Yeah, you said that. Oh, rah. Sounds like something I'd I was, say. Because I, I was driving to your house and I was like, oh, hang on. You, you know with me, guys, yeah, I'm someone like, I have a, like a clothing brand with a friend of mine, The Rich Vibes. It, the name situation was the same thing. Like, once you find something that sounds nice, done, move on to the next yeah. thing. Because, because it's not the name that defines the success of this venture. It's the work that you put into it after. The name is just... You should really see the name as an obstacle. Like, you need to think of something good and think of something quick and get it out of the way. Not, not, not quick, like, don't spend no time on it. Obviously, you want something good, but it's just not the most important thing. 
the I actually it, posted it, something on LinkedIn. Not posted. I commented someone on LinkedIn today. I said the most important thing isn't the name, isn't the logo. It's your customers and how you can add value, whether yeah. with a product or with a service. People, you could change your then name you create after. your brand. Yeah, you like stuff like that. It's like you could change after. My thing is like my concept is all of these things are important, but if you've never done something in your life, let's just say that this advice is for those people that have never started a business, never created like content, have never done any of these things before, and they like they want to, they're in school, they're in uni, and they just want to do something different. Just try. Like I'm saying, the name is an obstacle in that moment. Once you fail that first one, because the very the likelihood is you probably will, do you know what I mean? The first ventures you probably tried, they're all failures. Did you fail your first? Yeah. Yeah, like it's normal. You learn so much and then you was like, okay, let me be picky with the name and stuff. But the idea is you need to just do something to build the skills. I think it goes back to when we were saying a difficult moment. You don't let yourself overthink. You just do it. And if it works... Wait, hold on. Let me do that Andrew Tate thing. If it works, (laughs) then it works. And if it doesn't work, then either you continue persisting or you move on to the next project, essentially. And we treat everything as projects. If you don't try, you will never know, literally. If you don't try, you'll never know. As Nike says, as you're sponsored by them, or kind of, they pay you for stuff. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah, just do it. If you don't try, you never know. Uh, all these things are just facts in it like you're just sitting there and 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 also if you're watching this video i, I always i, I want to say this as well it's an important thing for me as well don't be that person that's all they're doing is just consuming content um for me to be a content creator and do something with my life whether it was me starting businesses or trying to get to a position where i was doing something different I had to jump off socials. When I started all those businesses like that I started that failed, I didn't have social media. I set a timer for my socials. I got 15 minutes on TikTok. I think I got 15 minutes on Instagram. Maybe 20 minutes on LinkedIn. Because yeah, I post a lot on LinkedIn. And this is coming from someone that... My job is social media and I'm telling you that you should definitely reduce the time you're spending on social media to better your life. 100%. Like, for me, it's important to you, like, to take breaks. And it's my job, and I'm taking breaks from it. Like, so imagine for everyone else. I get paid for this, and I'm taking breaks from it. One more comment from a family member, and he's just messaged. Oh, Omar. No, House of Hardy, the other one. Okay, so when are you going to start on OnlyFans? Um, bro, you don't need an OnlyFans, because I can send you videos, brother. Bruh, I can't look, guys, I'm sending this to Hafiz always pat me. I sent that to a whole Hafiz, but our family is tapped. <laughs> guys, by the way, just in case for the um, Haram police that are watching, we are family when we're joking. Just putting out there. Have yeah. to Saturday nights. Have to make it clear for these lot, bruv. Gosh. Dealt with it all, mate. Um, how many followers do you have across all platforms? Do you know? No, I don't. Uh, if you were to take a guess. How, do you know? Yeah. Oh, let me t- actually try a guess. I have 100k on Insta. I have 690k on TikTok. So that's 790. I have 25 on YouTube. So that's what? 
815. And I have a... Twitter? Twitter, I have like 4,400. <laughs> uh, what is it? What's that one? 7,000... 715,000... You said 815. 815 plus the four. And then I have like 7 to 10,000 on Snapchat. That oh, you probably I haven't checked out for that. I don't have Snapchat. So around 815 to 20,000. Yeah, I've got 819,038. Haven't got a million. That's on... Uh, huh? Haven't got a million yet. Oh. Close. It's not far. But like... You can reach about the end of the year. I'm looking to reach about the end of the year, inshallah. With the strategy I have in mind. Which is? Can't reveal. Favorite holiday destination. Quick fire ones now. Favorite holiday destination. Holiday, yeah. Don't Egypt. say Saudi. Okay. Egypt. Favorite food. Pasta and chicken. Who's going to win the World Cup? England or Morocco. <laughs> Do you make your bed in the morning? Yeah, sometimes, but sometimes not. Depends. Question from your mum, when are you getting married? Next year, the year after. And lastly, how much do you love Mondays? I love Mondays! <laughs> uh, guys, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. If you enjoyed this video, follow Zaid on his socials, follow my socials. And enjoy the journey, man. There's going to be so much more content. Also, by the way, this camera over here. Um, like, speak with Zayd in the comments, like, you need to get him more comfortable, like, you need to speak more. Let's, let's keep this on camera. You need to speak more and more in your podcast. Yeah, but I prefer to let people like you speak. I understand why. I can ask a question the viewers want. I understand, but I feel like you can bring a lot more to the audience than just listening. You think? A hundred percent. Like, you, you have, bro, 100%. Guys, I learned a lot from Zaid. Like, I wouldn't be where I am without his guidance. And obviously, other people's guidance along the way. But, like, you can definitely do more than just listen. That's, keep this in, by the way. So let them know. Let them know. Yeah, and then next year, when we do this one again, because you'll have... Yeah, I want it to be, like, a whole different thing. Because remember I was telling you how my Umrah video, like, I was literally vlogging like this, bro. Like this, literally... In Umrah, because like, there's so many people walking, and I was like, I was just shy, bro. I did Now, wherever I go, because I don't care, like, it's me and the audience, innit? and that builds with time. So, next year when we do this, let's see. I'm Let trying see to see the, the improvement, inshallah. <laughs>